This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In front beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk, speaking out loud in depth. God is great and greatly to be praised. Family, we're getting right into tonight's discussion. We're in part two of this series that the Lord is having us attack about this uh, war for the pillars of society. And I don't want to get too deep into the biblical theory about the whole seven pillars and all of that, um, because I don't. Uh, Brother Joseph informed me that that may or may not be biblical, so I haven't really did that. But what I do know is that there is a lot of discussion that needs to be had as it relates to each one of these areas. And tonight we are talking about the family, right? We're talking about the family and anyone who's not familiar or didn't see part one of these series of this series. What I'm basically talking about is how the enemy very strategically is attacking uh, humanity, right? He's attacking humanity strategically and he's strategically going through each of these different areas, right? And this is why we see so much chaos going on. It's almost like a fire that you're trying to put out over here and a fire that you're trying to put out over there. So it's a lot of chaos going on. Um, I think I said in the last one, it reminds you of that game, whack-a-mole or whack-a-mole, where the thing pops up and you got to hit it over here and hit it over here. And so these seven pillars, last week we covered education. This week we're going to cover family, right? And the other ones are business, government, religion, media, and culture. But tonight I want to focus specifically on family, right? And so let's go ahead and get into tonight's discussion by the grace of God. I'm asking the question. I want y'all to weigh in for me. What is causing the breakdown of the family and how do we fix it? Once again, what is causing the breakdown of the family and how do we fix it? All of humanity was founded upon the creation of the first human, which was Adam. And after God created Adam, he said, it's not good for man to be alone. He said, I'm going to create for, create for him and help me, right? And so he created Eve, who was the wife of Adam. And ever since then, the foundation of the family is predicated upon marriage because that's what God established. He established man. Well, rather, he created man, blew breath into his nostrils, He created woman from out of the rib or rather from out of the side of man. And then they came together. He called her flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. And that was the first union that we had. Right. That was what God established for humanity. And the commandment that he gave them was be fruitful and multiply. In other words, y'all get busy and have some kids up in here. And so the issue that we're having today in 2022 is that there are a lot of men in the world and a lot of women in the world, but we're not marrying as much. We're not having as many children. Right. And 
even worse, men and women are at odds, uh, probably at the worst odds that they've been in my lifetime, right? I can't speak for every generation. Listen, Adam and Eve had their own issues right from day one. So we knew Adam and Eve had some marital issues <laughs> as soon as the serpent came into play. We knew it was going to be a rocky road. But it's gotten to the point now where um, men and women are almost viscerally at odds with one another. They're, they're aggressively at odds. There's a lot of money that's being made off of the 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 battle of the sexes, the misery of, of women, the frustration of men. There's just a lot going on, a lot of money to be made with relationship gurus, a lot of money, which we're going to talk about in a minute, being made from, from divorce lawyers and attorneys and all of these different type of moving parts that are going on at the same time. And so I'm asking this question and I see I'm getting some answers already. So we're just going to get right into it. I'm asking this question. What's, what's, what's really behind this, right? What is driving this? How did we get to this point? I see right off the rip, sister Tatiana says the spiritual breakdown, excuse me, right. Let me back that up. She says the breakdown starts with no spiritual leadership slash headship in the home from the fathers very interesting take very interesting take you know what's interesting about that is and i've been thinking about this lately about how we view marriage right and a lot of people have a lot to say about marriage a lot of people mention marriage they talk about marriage some people desire marriage uh some people do not desire marriage but I'm really thinking about it from the perspective of men and how uh, today there are a lot of men, usually younger men, and we'll get into this a little bit deeper in a moment, who don't really see the value in marriage. And there are even some women who are not actually subscribed to the idea of marriage, right? And I think the reason why that is or one reason why that is, is because we have different, we, we have changed what it means to be married. What I mean by that is that God created marriage and the Bible says that everything that God created, he looked at it and he saw that it was good. And so when I thought about that, I said, well, God, you created marriage. And, and, and a lot of what we see today does this even resemble what you actually created or is this something different from what you created? Have we strayed away from what you actually intended this to be? And so it's like, as we have this conversation and we talk about, you know, how the, 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 the structure, the nuclear family is being attacked. When we talk about that, we got to talk about it from the, from the lens of, you know, this is what we're calling marriage, but what is it actually supposed to be? And to the point that Sister Tatiana made, um, marriage is something that is supposed to have leadership and headship, and it's supposed to be spiritual. Marriage is a spiritual, uh, uh, I don't want to say uh, transaction, <laughs> but marriage is it's a spiritual event that has been established by God. Now, the thing about it is Romans chapter 13 instructs us that we are to obey government laws. 
And the thing about our culture today is that we have a culture where the government is effectively who we go to when we are getting married, right? We have to be recognized as married by the state. And I do believe that we need to do that because of Romans 13. We got to obey the laws of the land so long as they don't contradict the word of God, right? Because we got the three Hebrew boys, they didn't obey, but that's because it was contradicting the word of the Lord, right? You got other folks that stood up or, or refused to bow down, right? So there's a precedent for that as well. But when it comes to marriage, I don't believe in the whole, you know, like, oh, we just going to agree that we're married and we're going to leave the state completely out of it. If that's what you want to do, be my guest. I'm not here to judge you. <laughs> but, you know, legally speaking, um, what, established, what, what is recognized as somebody being married today is when we go through the state. Now, the issue with that is that when the state gets involved in the marriage, depending on those two people and how they choose to utilize the state can really affect how that marriage flows. And that's the issue that a lot of men have today is that when the state gets involved, right, there's a lot of uh, issues that can come with that. There's a lot of issues that can come with that, such as, you know, no fault divorce. One of the issues that we've had with marriage has been no fault. Divorce is something now where you can just divorce willy nilly. You don't even need a real reason. You can just cite irreconcilable differences. Right. And then if you're a man and you get into the no fault divorce and let's say you you brought a lot of assets into that marriage then you have the potential to lose up to half of your assets. So, <laughs> you know, when you think about that, that's an issue where the state gets involved. Along with that, you have child support. So I think one of the issues, at least from the male perspective, and by the way, I'm putting this uh, link in here for anybody who wants to join in. You can just click this link and weigh in from your cell phone or your laptop. Uh, you don't have to get a camera if you don't want to, but it'll give you that option. But one of the issues uh, also is child support, right, which a lot of men are against. Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of like I don't know how I feel completely about child support. I think in a way the system is is kind of jacked up. But I also think in another way there is a need for the system because you had that child. Right. And I believe the idea of it is you have to provide for that mother and that child as though you were a functioning family, right? <laughs> so as the dude, you're now only providing the monetary support, but you give all the money to the mother with the assumption that she's going to be using it on the kids, right? Now, does it always get used that way? Not always, right? But I don't really have too much of an issue because to me, that's 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 like the curse that comes with that decision. Right. Like that's your your cross to bear when you make that decision to impregnate this woman. Um, well, not not so much in a child support case when somebody is, is married, but like in general child support, if it was like y'all weren't together and you impregnated the woman. Um, but in marriage, it would be like alimony and that type of stuff. So basically. Oh, in custody battles. So basically, there are a lot of folks that are at odds today 
because we have diluted what it means to be married. And because these sexes are so at odds with one another, even in the dating world, men and women, it's like nobody approaches it from the position of love or the prospect of love. Everybody approaches dating now. Well, not everybody, but most people approach dating from the idea of leverage, right? It's like, okay, I've been hurt before. I don't want to show my hand. I don't want to give this person too much power. So I need to control the situation. In other words, I need to have leverage. In other words, I'm fearful about this situation because I don't know if this person has my best interests at heart. And so we as kingdom people, we have to make the decision that I can't go by what the world is going by, right? I've got to go by what God says about marriage, what God says about the kingdom, what God says about family, right? What does God say about children? He says children are a blessing, right? So if that's what God says, then it must be true. He says he who finds a wife finds a good thing. So there's obviously something good about a wife. He also says, or the word of God says, husbands love your wives like Christ loved, loved the church and died for it or gave himself for it. It also says wives reverence your husbands. So it's, it's really not complicated. It's really not complicated. But what has happened is the enemy has been able to strategically bring in these ideas to, to come against what the word of God says a marriage is. So I mentioned the whole thing about the, the divorce thing. There's a scripture, I believe it says that God hates divorce, right? I'm not going to get into the, the whole divorce discussion tonight, but there is a scripture that says God hates divorce, right? Um, but we've made it easy. And so you look at, you look, at, <laughs> you look at like your grandparents and them like, well, now your great grandparents and all of them, they might've had marriages that were dysfunctional or what we might've interpreted as dysfunctional, but at the end of the day, they stayed in it and they stayed in it for different reasons, right? Um, they could have stayed in it because they honored the institution of marriage, they honored the vow that they made to God, or they stayed in it because they needed to be in it. Which brings me to another point of how the enemy has been able to successfully eliminate the family unit by sabotaging a marriage is that he has convinced men and women that they don't need each other. And this has been able to, to function in a lot of ways. I mean, it's been able to, to manifest itself in a lot of ways, right? But we see it uh, primarily in the feminist movement, uh, which effectively taught women that uh, they can just be, they're, that they're absolutely equal to men. Now, I do believe that men and women have equal value as human beings, but I believe that men and women are two very different and distinct creatures, right? Men and women are different creatures. We're both human, but we're different and we, we function in different roles. But when the feminism came onto the scene, what it effectively did was 
just told women like you can be just like a man as a matter of fact just be a man so act like a man you don't need a man do what a man does all these different type of things the problem with that is that men aren't attracted to men normally and we'll get into that we'll get into that later on in the talk <laughs> um men are attracted to women right and so if the if the media, which is the devil, um, and this feminist movement is 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 teaching women to act and be like men, they're basically conditioning women to be undesirable. And a lot of guys are looking at marriage today. When I say guys, I mean guys my age, you know, 20, 30, 40s, maybe even older, right? They're looking at it. And they're weighing out. I still got your comment up, sister. <laughs> they're looking at it. Let me find this comment. They're looking at it. And they're um, they're weighing out the pros and cons. Because guys are very logical. And they're saying, man, um, okay. The, uh, you know, Generally speaking, this is not all women, especially not um, hopefully not women of God, but um, generally speaking, like in the world and to a certain degree, this is this is this cancer has moved into the church as well. Sad to say, but. Um, OK, you're telling me that. All right. You want me to make this commitment? OK. With this commitment. Uh, it's going to come with a, a, probably a wedding ceremony, which is going to be very expensive. And I know all marriages don't require these things, but just generally speaking, it's going to come with an expensive ceremony. It's going to come with an expensive ring. And by the way, I'm not against I'm not against weddings or rings. I think I don't have an issue with it personally. You know, I, I like a nice marriage for my wife. I like a nice ring for my wife if that's what she wants. Doesn't matter to me. But I'm just telling you that the way that it's going to process in the in the mind of a guy, right? Um, so you got this this uh, grandiose ceremony. You got this overpriced jewelry. Okay, you have an institution as it is today marriage that people say has an over 50% divorce rate. So a lot of guys will say it this way. If I'm jumping out of an airplane and you telling me that a parachute has a 50% chance of opening up, like, would you, would you do that bungee jump? Anybody in their right mind would not. Okay. Uh, but once again, these, these are worldly marriages, right? We, we are different people in the kingdom. But I'm just trying to show you the overall breakdown of the family, right? So you got those three things. Then you have, uh, okay, yeah. So I got the prospect of losing all my assets, okay? And then the person that I'm doing this for uh, is probably unruly. Um, they're really not exclusively mine. Right. Unless you're marrying like a virgin or something, but they're really not exclusively mine or 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 I'm at least hoping that they will function that way. And so it's, it's kind of just becomes this thing where. Oh, and on top of that, if you're in the world and you're in a relationship and you're sexually active to a guy, it's like 
what's the difference? Okay, if 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 we just had sex on Thursday, okay, and we get married on Saturday, what am I actually gaining between Thursday and Saturday that's going to be different? You know, because y'all have already done the do and to a man there's really no incentive other than bringing the state into it and now when you bring the state into it as a carnal man you lose all the leverage in that relationship uh, i heard a lot of guys christian and non-christian say after they get married the wife turns into a completely different person and so i say all of this to say by the way marriage not a bad thing the way God intended it, which is husbands be willing to die for your wives. Wives revere your husbands, right? That that word reverence your husbands. I heard Pastor Gary Price say that if you really go to the root of that word, it actually means to be in awe of, like A-W-E, to be in awe of your husband, right? To to really look up to him and admire him, right? Um, But most people, most women today who function under feminist programming, um, they don't see marriage as as a as an ordered unit. They don't see it as a hierarchy because of their egos. They see it as a partnership. OK, they, they see it. They want to be power couples and have partnerships. And <laughs> that's nice if that's what you want. But the fact is, that's not what God created when he had marriage in mind. He created man. And then he said, man needs some help. Now, as you help him, y'all are partnering together. But help just kind of means like. I'm kind of doing this thing and I need a little bit of help. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm kind of doing this thing and I could use some help. The issue is that the ego um, the ego has made it so that some women don't want to be in a submissive role. They want to have partnerships and to be a power couple where both people are at the forefront. Now, this is what we got to understand. Shaq and Kobe won three championships together. They had a partnership, but even Shaq and Kobe didn't even want to coexist on the same team together, right? Shaq and Kobe, they won three straight championships. They lost the fourth one against the Detroit Pistons. And the reason why they lost is because there was a riff in the relationship that they, that they had as teammates. But up until that point, they had a good thing going, right? They had a good thing going. But what happened was they were just like, man, um, in order for me to be the man, this other dude got to go. I think it was probably primarily Kobe. Um, it could have been Shaq, too. But I think the real the real thing was with Kobe. He was just like, look, I got to be the alpha dog on this team. Right. I can't have this, this Shaq and Kobe situation going on. I want to be the leader of the team. So the point I'm making is. Even when you're winning, right, to a lot of guys, it doesn't even matter if you if you function and you win. It's not about that. 
<laughs> it's about am I functioning in the role that I was designed to be in? Right. So I'm saying that they were they were willing to forego um, to forego what could have been a great thing. Just for the simple fact that I want to be running the show. And I heard somebody say any 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 creature that has two heads is a monster. Right. So somebody has to run the show. And I think that's what the real issue is, is um, through that feminist movement, along with the sexual revolution, which came shortly after. Um, it made women so much like men that they no longer took on the role as wives. Right. That, like like to be a wife, to be a wife to some women today. And, and when I say wife, I mean like a biblical wife, like you tend to the home. If you want to work, you can work. The Proverbs 31 woman had a job. It ain't really no issue if you have a job or a career. But the issue is where you prioritize it. Right. So as as biblically speaking, um, as a wife, your first your main priority needs to be your wifely duties, right? Wifely duties, meaning tending to your, your husband and your kids, tending to the home. Anything else you do on top, on top of that is like icing on the cake, right? But it's like women today look at the women who choose to do that or the women who acknowledge that the husband is the head of their home almost like they're a sucker, <laughs> like almost like they're a goody two shoe or something like that. And the dynamics are crazy because we're kind of at an, at an age now where um, because of the erosion of marriage, the family unit is not normally a husband and a wife and children. Now you can have any type of combination of those things. You can just have, uh, just a mom and some kids and maybe the dad's over here. Maybe the dad's dead. Maybe he's in jail. Maybe he just doesn't care. Sometimes you have single dads. There are all of these different um, combinations that have tried to redefine what a family actually is. And the issue with that is that if you break down the family unit, you can break down all of society because family units build strong families, which build strong communities, which build strong cities, which build strong states, which ultimately builds a strong nation. And the main issue that we have with our nation today is that there's a lack of fatherhood, right? Um, no male, pre very little male presence, no guidance, which is why, uh, you know, all these folks are getting all of this life advice off of social media <laughs> and Instagram and TikTok. We should not be this, this. The stuff that folks are trying to obtain from TikTok is something that should have been obtained from your upbringing. Right. Now, there's a few things you know, on TikTok, Dave, you want to learn it, you want to learn some business strategies or, you know, you want to learn, you know, what I mean, how to how to edit some videos or something. It's great for that. Right. That That's a skill. But what I'm talking about is life advice. There's so much of a of, a, of an absence of life advice that people are now going to 
Instagram and TikTok and Twitter and all these other different places, Facebook, YouTube, to get life advice. I'm talking about fundamental things. And so that breakdown has caused the breakdown of society to the point where now, right, uh, we have lost so much basic knowledge that we don't actually understand what a man or a woman even is. So when God created Adam and Eve, the Bible says that he created, it says male and female, he created them. We have to ask ourselves, how did we get to the place where, uh, where a family has been, the family has been eroded so much that we can have a child and that child might be a little boy. And that child sees someone on TV one day and says, I'm a little girl. And then you actually have the parents acknowledge that, agree with the child, even get surgery to have the child's puberty block or take puberty blockers or, ha or have that child as a girl get a mastectomy and all of these different type of choppings and surgeries that people are doing because we we are the minds of the people have eroded so much that we don't even not only do we not know what a family is we don't even know what a man and a woman is and so what do we do as as believers well there's a scripture that says, save yourselves from this untoward generation. That's the only solution because I can't jump into somebody else's mind, right? And tell them, hey, this is, <laughs> this is how you should think. This is what you should do. The most I can do is preach the gospel, hope that they get saved by the foolishness of preaching. But after that, I have to dust off my hands and my feet, dust the, dust the dust off my shoes if they don't receive me. So we can't afford to let let this this stuff stress us out. <laughs> People are just crazy, but it's an indication that we're in the last days because Jesus said that the last days are going to be as the days of no and lot. So if you look at how folks were living in the days of Noah and lot. When they came for Lot in Sodom, the angels came down to rescue them. The whole, like almost the whole town of Sodom came. Where are those guys that we saw coming here? Bring them out so we can make them as they are, as we are. They were violent homosexuals in Sodom. Not just easygoing, but, but violent, ravenous wolves, right? And I think we made the mistake. And this is where the erosion of, 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 of a lack of a male presence come in, because one of the things that males are supposed to do is to establish structure and order. And we've made the mistake of um, confusing compassion. Right. Uh, we've we've showed so much compassion. That we've become compliant. And what I mean by that is. All this stuff started off as like a, sl a slow power grab, but it didn't look like a power grab at first. But now you can work certain jobs. Now, what started off is like, hey, if I want to if I want to like this person, let me just love who I love. Love is love. Right. Then it kind of went to, you know, um, this is how I feel on the inside. 
now it's 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 grown into i feel like i'm uh gender fluid so on thursday i like men and on friday i like women <laughs> and on saturday i like frogs right so it's all these different type of things and we've been tolerant of that we've been compliant under the guise of compassion but the true compassion would have been because we didn't we're a little too late for this now but the true compassion would have been having the conversations with these people to establish what's right and what's wrong and because we didn't have those conversations right uh, we've let it fester the bible talks about how sin progressive progresses right in james i believe it's james chapter one it kind of talks about lust and how it kind of grows right somewhere around james 1 and 13 it says let no man say when he is tempted i am tempted by god for god cannot be tempted with evil neither tempteth he any man but every man is tempted where he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed then when lust hath conceived so, so let me refinish. Then when lust hath conceived, it brings forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, it brings forth death. So we're in the phase of it's already been conceived. And we allowed it to be conceived. Con conception is when something gives life to something else, right? Well, let me not even say, well... Conception in birth is when a sperm meets an egg. So conception is basically the beginning of when something has life. And so we allow these ideas to produce and they produce sin. The Bible says that and when it is finished, it produces death. Most people don't see the death part until it's too late. Culturally, we're, we're seeing the death, we who have eyes to see, but we're not actually, uh, but there's a lot of folks who aren't aware that we're in a decaying society. They, they're not able to perceive it because they're blind. Right. But we've allowed this thing to kind of fester and that's what it's gotten into. I see some more comments. Let me get to these comments. I put the link in here. If anybody wants to come and join in on this discussion with me, just talking about the question, what's causing the breakdown of the family and how do we fix it? Glory to God in the highest. Sister Marsha says it's tragic. It is tragic. I still believe in marriage. I still believe in two parent households and families. Even though mine was dysfunctional, I'm not sour on God's plan. Amen. You know, a lot of things that I've heard guys say just in talking and also some things I've seen on the Internet and, and also in my personal life is I've heard a lot of guys say that they have not seen an example of marriage that makes marriage look appealing. So in other words, the phrase we hear is happy wife, happy life. 
and that sounds good. But what that actually means is <laughs> like I'm living with a tyrant or a narcissist. And in order for me to keep the peace, in order for me to 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 come home and not have no argument, in order for me to get a little bit of a little bit of fun time on Valentine's Day, hopefully on my birthday, I got to make sure that this person is, 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 is having the best day of their life. So you got this idea of like happy wife, happy life. There's no phrase like that for husbands. If you know of one, let me know. <laughs> but the point I'm making is guys don't really um, don't really see that. And and the guy, the older men that are married, they don't always endorse it the way that it needs to be endorsed. Now, I'm going to give credit where credit is due. And this gets back to us being in the kingdom. I saw a funny joke on Instagram. It was uh, one of these church dudes. He was talking about how he loves it when the guest pastor comes or, or just the pastor in general. And they're introducing somebody, but then they introduce their wife and they start talking about they start they start honoring their wife in the midst of the congregation. Right. So we can see good examples of a man at least appearing to um, to value marriage when we see the pastor honor his wife like that. Right. Um, so that's one good example. Uh other than that, you probably looking at TV shows because <laughs> like Sister Marsha said, she said, you know, um, she said, even though mine was dysfunctional, I I'm assuming you're talking maybe about your upbringing. Yeah. The you know, my parents marriage was dysfunctional as well. Um, I don't want to fully call it dysfunctional, though, because. It depends on what your expectation of marriage is supposed to be, right? So if, if I'm expecting it to function with no issues and I see a bunch of issues arise, then yeah, that's going to be dysfunctional. But if I'm looking at it as something that will have issues and that will require a lot of work and then the issues come up, at that point, it's not really dysfunctioning. At that point, I've actually just managed my expectations to what I'm expecting. And I think the, it, the issue that we have is that some people approach marriage as some sort of walk in the park, where when you talk to most people about it, who are, who are really working at it, they will tell you that it's work. You know, they will tell you that um, that is rewarding, but they will also tell you that it's work, that you will have to die to self, um, that you, you're becoming one with this person. You have to learn one another. You have to function together. And there's a lot that goes into it, but there's also a lot that goes out of it, that comes out of it. The challenge, though, is, you know, in the world, they have something that they call marriage. And a lot of guys have not seen that. I know on my street, I noticed that all of the husbands just kind of seemed a little bit, I don't want to say miserable. <laughs> that might be a stretch, right? But um, 
but they all seemed a little bit like kind of like not living their best life and you know like 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 my mom and dad argued a lot i don't know really if the other families argued a lot to be honest with you i i'm assuming they probably did but i know at one point it was like all the men on on the street just sat on the porch all day <laughs> so it's like my dad was sitting on the porch all day Mr. Green was sitting on the porch all day and he was getting drunk or he was going somewhere and getting drunk. Mr. Jimmy was was sitting on the porch all day. Um, Mr. Proctor, he usually was in the house. Uh, you know, but anyway, the only the only family that really seemed like they probably had an okay marriage was the Whitlocks. And coincidentally enough, I think they were like the only church family. But the point is everybody's gonna have issues. What actually makes makes it work is the fact that you endure. The fact that you actually are are working to stay in it, or you're at least working to honor the vow that you made to God. And instinctively, I think a lot of people know that that it is work, and a lot of people are not up for that task, right? But then you got to ask the question, if I don't if I don't want to choose this task of uh, marriage. Right. <clears throat> what does that mean for my future? OK, uh, because it's cool when you in your 20s, your 30s and you having hot girl summers and you having city boy summers or whatever they have for guys or you playing the field. Um, but. Nothing lasts forever. It's up the word of God. <laughs> so, you know, the question is, what does that mean for you when you're 60, 70, 80, 90? You know what I mean? What 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 happens then? And we're starting to see the fruit of the people who have made certain decisions early on not to value this institution. And now what's happening is some of them are now looking back and saying, man, I should have really like put a little more effort into that because I'm starting to see the value of companionship. I'm starting to see the value of, of having somebody around to help me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but as I was stating earlier, the destruction of the family, really the foundation of it, the destruction of marriage is because we have been convinced and conditioned that we don't need one another. So it's like men can function independently. You know, I'm, I'm washing clothes tomorrow. I wa I'm domesticated at this point. You know what I mean? You know, I can go do my grocery shopping, all that type of stuff. I've been able to survive for the last 12 years, pretty much on my own, right? Um, women, a lot of women say that they're strong and independent. They say that they're surviving. I don't know what that's like. I'm not a woman, but that's what they say. And I know a lot of them are surviving. But the question is, do you want to sur just survive or do you want to thrive? Because there's a difference between surviving and living. And the Bible says that, uh, uh, what is it? A two two is better than one, 
and a threefold cord is not easily broken. So because of technological advancements, because of um, industrial advancements, you know, appliances, because of, um, you know, just the, the, the equality that feminism has brought in terms of income and things like that, it has convinced men and women that they don't need one another, especially women, because there's like a whole quote that's become popular strong, independent woman, which I personally believe is a curse. So if you ever used to say that I, and you ever do want to be married, my recommendation is that you renounce that because <laughs> uh, that's a big turnoff for guys. Because if I'm a guy and I hear that you're strong and independent, first thing I'm assuming is that you don't need me. So I'm like, what, what do you need me for if you're independent? To me, that means solo, right? Like you're, you're relishing and being solo. So I'm not going to interrupt that. I'm going to let you do your thing. You know what I mean? Who am I to get in the way of what you got? You, me, you, yourself, and you. <laughs> it's a like me, myself, and I. You, yourself, and you. I'm going to let y'all figure that out. But that's where we are. But the question becomes, are we really independent? You know what I mean? Are we really independent? Okay. You can have... You know, say, let me start as a guy, right? I'm a guy. I can survive pretty much by myself, but I'm to the point, I, I don't like grocery shopping anymore. I, I never really could say I ever liked it, but what I can say is I'm getting to the point now where I actually kind of despise it. Like, it's it's feeling like a huge chore to me. It's There's certain things that I'm doing that I used to do that when I have to do them now, it feels like a huge burden. And so, yeah, I can survive, but is this really the best scenario, right? On a flip side, look at women. A woman can uh, be on her own, right? She can pay her bills. She can, she can do a bunch of stuff, but sometimes it's just the practical things. Like what happens if, you hear a noise at night and the guy you sleeping with, he ain't sleeping with you that night. So you in there by yourself and you didn't heard it, heard a noise. The door done broke or the window glass shattered or, or you just hear, hear just a noise. You being strong and independent, you're going to take your strong self up and you're going to have to go figure out what that noise is. Or you're going to have to get on 911 and hope they get to you before the killer does. Right. Um, that's the type of stuff people don't budget for in their minds. What happens if, you know, I mean, it might be a simple thing, but a spider. Okay. You get a spider <laughs> and it's a big tarantula looking thing. And you looking at it like, I'm not going 50 feet near that thing. And you petrified out of your mind, right? Your work husband ain't, ain't available because he at home with his wife. So what are you supposed to do in that situation? There's a snowstorm and you're shoveled in and you need to get somewhere or, or you you just need to be able to move your car in case of emergency. You're going to be your take your strong, independent self out there and you're going to have to start learning how to shovel that snow. Right. <laughs> so it's all of these uh, little things. Right. You know, how the Bible talks about the small foxes. We gotten so accustomed to the big things. The, the, the paying bills and the, 
you know, um, making decisions and starting my own business and all this type of stuff that we just don't think about the practical benefits that come with that institution. So what's happened now is um, less people are marrying, less people are having children, right? Um, and as a result, we are seeing a lot of issues come from that. Let me get to some more comments real quick. Let me put this link in here one more time. If y'all want to get in here, y'all can get in here. Um, all you got to do is just click the link that comes up in the chat. Um, yeah, so that was a good comment about it being dysfunctional. I agree. A lot of stuff I saw, the arguing and stuff like that, it was a lot of dysfunction. But at the same time, I'm like, the fact that they kind of stood, stood it, stuck it out, you know what I mean? And I know that there were times when my dad just wanted to leave, but I could just tell in his mind, he was, <laughs> it's not funny. I just got a crazy, weird sense of humor. Probably need some deliverance. But I could just tell in his mind, he was just like, where am I going to go? Like, okay, I'm in my 50s, 60s now. I'm, I'm, I, I got these type of situations going on with me. Where am I going to go? So... I think he kind of stayed in it for me, which I appreciate because, you know, even though it was dysfunctional, I think, and even though had they divorced, I probably would have been old enough to understand it. I think it would have affected me. You know what I mean? I think it would have definitely affected me because uh, just the idea of it, because there were one or two times when my dad was basically saying like he was going to leave or something like that. And there were, you know, just the idea of it didn't set well with me. So I'm just grateful that they honored the commitment. You know what I mean? Um, the covenant, as Sister Susan says here. Tatiana says, coming from a divorce perspective, we failed our children by modeling a Christian marriage. Sister, elaborate on that for me. Let me make sure I read it right. Coming from a divorce perspective, we failed our children by modeling a Christian marriage. I got to understand what you mean by that, sister. Are you saying that that you were trying to be a Christian marriage? And because maybe was are you saying that that wasn't natural and that's what caused a divorce? So elaborate on that so I can understand what you're talking about. Um, Susan says covenant is more than a promise. Interesting. Stronger than stronger than a promise. Okay. One way, a hundred percent, not 50, 50. Man. <clears throat> she says I'm on both ends of the child support stick, not a fun topic. It can it can be a lot. You know, I've seen some guys get ran through the coals. But I've seen some situations where some guys weren't doing anything and they need to they need to fork it up. So that's how that goes. Marsha says, if you're fearful, unforgiving and controlling, you shouldn't get married or have children, especially with somebody you do not love. I agree. 
if you have that mentality going into it, then yeah, you should not be getting married or having children, especially not with somebody that you don't love. Some people, different people enter into marriages for different reasons, right? Um, some people marry because they actually love. I see my sister Irene got on here. Some people marry because they actually love. And some people marry because it's it's the best scenario for them. But maybe the love is not in it. Sister Irene, I don't know if you can hear me. Um, but it looks like your device is still connecting. So as soon as your device comes on, I'll see if I can add you in. Um, so I'll give it a little bit. I'm not sure why it's acting up. B says, I believe in marriage and even a family. And excuse me, I believe in marriage. And even if a family is dysfunctional, it's still a beautiful thing. Family. I'm going to say this. There's nothing more beautiful than seeing a husband and a wife and children. I don't care what it is. When you see a husband and a wife and children, especially especially if they all wearing the same outfit. I know that's corny. <laughs> I know that's a little cheesy. But, but when they got the matching outfits, there's nothing better than that. Because it's like when I see that, I'm seeing a portrait of love. It makes me think about what God was creating when he when he made man and woman, right? What he had in mind when he said, be fruitful and multiply. Um, it makes me think about that. So I say that to say um, we've lost sight of what a family is, and now we're calling anything a family. So I've seen pictures where it'll be like a transgender man, which is a woman, and a transgender woman, which is a man. And it's like the, the biological woman will be pregnant, but she's dressed like the husband. <laughs> and then the wife, which is really a guy, will be with her and they're posing, but it doesn't look right. It does because that's not what God created. See, see, the devil's goal is to pervert everything. So if he can get to the male and the female and destroy the family that way, that's like the crowning jewel because he's not like if I can knock this out, everything else is just gonna gonna fall. You know what I mean? It's like it's like a domino effect. If you okay, you got. You got God, you got Christ, you got husband, you got wife, you got children. Y'all have seen that little umbrella thing, right? He knows that he cannot knock knock off God. He cannot knock off Christ. So what he does instead is he attacks the humans and he knocks down that first domino. Well, really, it's the third domino, which is the, the husband. He's like, if I can take this out of the picture, if I can knock this down, then what I can do now is the, the now the, the women, if I can knock the man down, the women are going to fall out of place. The children are going to fall out of place. And what we have now is chaos. We had a situation happen in the D.C. area recently. 
Sister Irene, I don't know why it's not letting you connect. Let me see. Edit name, kick from studio, ban. Now, I don't want to ban you or kick you off. See if you can click the link again, sister. I don't know if you can hear me or not, but I really want to get you on. Um, sister Irene and her husband, they have a beautiful family, a godly family. I still got your comment up, uh, B. They have a beautiful family um, and they homeschool, right? So, so. So we're going to have to get them on here one day to talk about that. I believe they started an LLC or something like that. But what I was saying was when you knock the man down, he falls. The woman behind him, she's going to fall by default, and then the kids are going to fall. And I was about to tell you all about a situation we had in D.C. recently on the bus. There was a an older an older lady. I don't know why it's not working. There was an older lady and this older lady, she actually got up and let a family sit down or let a mom and her kids sit down. And while she was on the bus, there was some kids getting that had come home from school. They looked to be about high schoolers, middle school, high school, and they were cussing. Must have been pretty bad. Because this woman reached back or looked back and she told them to stop using the foul language. Y'all know these kids got up and they threw this woman off of a bus. Now, at first the bus was moving and they were pushing her. They were trying to push her off the bus. But then I guess I don't know if she was yelling, stop the bus or what. But eventually the bus stopped and the doors open and they pushed her out of the bus and she fell on the ground. And I say that to say that that would not have happened 20 years ago. You know, certainly not 30, 40 years ago. But because the family unit is producing children that don't have any type of um reverence for authority because the authority starts with the the dad right the, well the authority starts with god starts with jesus then he authorizes the husband to be the head of that home so the the authority and the discipline is supposed to come from the man but what's happening is a lot of these kids that are growing up in these dysfunctional, quote unquote, families, they don't have any sense of authority. So the moment that this elder. Who, if you were ever taught to respect your elders, look, you could either you could you could you could ignore the lady and just keep cussing, which would be bad. Right. You could obey her, which would be the best case scenario. Respect your elder. But who thought we would see today where they would just gang up and push an older lady off the bus? Now, she wasn't super old. She was probably like in her early 60s. But that's old enough. <laughs> like she's old enough to be their grandmother. And they pushed her off the bus. So um, we have a generation that uh, does not. On it's Proverbs chapter 30. This is the generation that we're living in. Proverbs chapter 30. I'm about to pull it up right now. Proverbs chapter 30 says this. There's a generation 
that curseth their father and does not bless their mother. There's a generation that appear in their own eyes and yet is not washed from their filthiness. There's a generation, oh, how lofty are their eyes and their eyelids are lifted up. There's a generation whose teeth are as swords and their jaw teeth as knives to do what? To devour the poor from off the earth and the needy from among men. So that's where we're living in. Uh, no reverence, no respect. We need to get back to the good old days where, you know, see, I would hear stuff like, and I kind of grew up on this type of street, even though I didn't get in these situations a lot, if I'm just being honest. But I would hear these these ideas of how, you know, it was like if, say if you lived on the street and there were some other families on the street, they knew each other and they knew all the kids on that street. And if any adult on that street saw those kids acting up, that adult had the right authorized by the parents of that child. It was just an unspoken rule. <laughs> and teachers also in the schools had this right that they could discipline that child. And so you would hear like comedians or somebody joke about how they get a beating from somebody and then somebody else would beat them and then the parents would get home and they beat them too. <laughs> so I don't know if the kid needed to get beat that much, right? But the point is, there was an understanding of the order that I am a child, these are adults, and there is a distinction between the two, right? I'm not on their level. We live in a blurred line society. See, the thing about God, God likes hot and cold. He doesn't like lukewarm. That means he doesn't like to deal in the gray areas. Right. And because he doesn't deal in the gray areas, um, the devil likes to work in the gray areas. So you notice how everything has to be fluid. You know, it's like parents and kids are friends now. They they making TikToks together. I can't even imagine making a TikTok with either one of my parents. <laughs> and, you know, my parents were older. They had me when when they were 35 years old. So that's probably why. One reason why. But. You know, it's just it just was saying weird to me. It's like. Like, I don't even I don't even see my mom and my dad as my friends. I see them as my mom and my dad. I love them. Right. I I love them as a son. Right. But it's like I don't see my mom as as my friend. You know, we're friendly. And we can have a good time together and stuff, but she's my mom. That's not my friend. But today, it's like children and parents, they like BFFs, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and that's not necessarily like, I guess your parent can be your friend. But my thing is, don't let that eliminate the hierarchy of seeing this as an authority figure. So it's a whole lot of stuff going on. Uh, so unfortunately, I don't know if Sister Irene was able to get on. So I apologize about that, Sister. I don't know what happened. Um, normally, folks can kind of get on from their cell phone or from their 
laptop. I don't know what the issue is. But uh, I'm going to have to get, get, get her and her husband on here to kind of talk about what they got going on because I think they're the example that we need to see. What we need to see is examples, right? Real life examples. You know, God bless the Cosby show. I don't know if we can say that now, but <laughs> you know what I mean? We had certain TV shows back in the day that would, that would you know, give us an idea of what it was supposed to look like at least we don't have as many of those today you can barely watch a show today without having some some weird character in it right but we need to see that it can work because people only really go by what they experience if you want to know the real reason why folks aren't getting married like that it's because most of us don't have any idea of how to how to do it successfully so it's like what's normal to me is not actually normal, right? It's, it's normal to me because it's familiar to me. But just because something is familiar or just because it's frequent doesn't mean that it's normal. And what's happened is as far as this family dynamic is concerned, we kind of have a lot of this weird stuff going on, the LGBT, the the, the the baby mama, baby daddy, that stuff is very frequent. But it's abnormal because that's not what God designed, right? And I mean, I know people live life and things happen. I'm not trying to pick on anybody. But the fact of the matter is we've become way too complacent with accepting that this is what a family looks like to the point where we now qualify an actual family as the nuclear family. The reason why that's the case is because the devil has invented all these other so-called versions of what a family is supposed to be that isn't really a family, but he's calling it a family. So because of that, you got to, when you, when you're talking to somebody and you're trying to say what an actual family, a husband, a wife, and some kids, you got to qualify by saying nuclear family. Um, because all these other things have been created. So it's a lot going on. Sister Irene, this is a comment from her. She said, yes, feminine and feminist aren't the same, but we've brought, excuse me, but we bought into the lie of strong and independent. Yeah, man, that was a messed up one that they fell for, man. He got him good with that one, man. <laughs> he got him good with that one. And I think... It's just a it's it's a messy situation as is. Like if you're single, it really feels like like you just in the hood and like in poverty or something. And then if your if your homeboy or your girlfriend get married, it feels like they made it out the hood or they went to college or something, and like we still just back in the hood thugging it out. <laughs> it's like you happy for them, but they just in a whole different world than you, and you just still down here with the with the rest of these hooligans. That's kind of how it feels. It's a it's an ugly situation. Um, and a lot of guys. Th this is one thing that women need to understand about men. Um, men don't have to stand up every five minutes and tell you what they're thinking. Right. You can tell what a man is thinking. 
because he's going to vote by his actions and his wallet, right? Um, so what I mean by that is this. There's certain companies that I don't buy from anymore because they went too woke. Now, I could I don't have to name you all of these companies, right? Y'all might have heard me say it every now and then, but I'm not going to get on, um, you know, TikTok crying my eyes out about what this company said. It's like, okay, y'all rocking like that? Well, I don't rock with you. I ain't going to buy these shoes no more. I'm going to buy these shoes. <laughs> you know, it's as simple as that. And that's kind of how men are. And we're and we not even going to stress over it. we just going to, the action of me not buying that shoe is telling you that I'm not interested in that shoe. And so the thing about this whole marriage dynamic is people, uh, you know, people are marrying less. Men are the people who choose whether they want to get married or not. And the thing about the whole uh, feminism type thing, the comment that Sister Irene just made uh, and the whole strong and independent thing, there's a lot of guys that hate that strong and independent stuff. <clears throat> like it's just crap. But they're not going to get up every five minutes and and get on, you know, Instagram venting about it, you know. Um, see, women talk, this is statistically, they talk more than men. So, and they emote, we, we know that they emote more than men. So they'll tell you exactly what they're thinking, which is why the internet is like a gift and a curse for marriage because it's allowed men and women to figure out what they actually, you know, how they actually think about each other. And even worse for the women, because they're usually the ones that kind of express it a little bit more frequently. So the men are voting by their actions. And the whole uh, strong and independent is basically saying, like, you don't need men, especially like black men in the 90s and 2000s got a very bad rap for different stuff or you get these things all men are dogs and stuff like this so it's like men heard that and and we we didn't say much but we just like okay and so now here we are in 2022 <laughs> and we're seeing how the voting you know the, the voting we're voting with our rings or lack of rings and lack of proposals and stuff like that and it's just acceptance of what what has been put out there is basically a response to feminism and there are a lot of men that are resentful about it um because <clears throat> it's like it's like almost a form of justice you know what i mean like like it's it's satisfying and i'm just gonna be honest and say this like it's funny and it's satisfying when somebody is just like oh i don't need you i don't need you and then like 15 years later they're complaining about not having you like there, there's a certain um, cynical uh, satisfaction that you get out of that. And it probably shouldn't be that way. It's a very carnal way of thinking, but I'm just telling you what's going on right with a lot of folks. And the Internet has just made it worse. I'm not saying that is right. I'm just telling you what's going on. Here's a comment by B. She says, marriage is a beautiful thing if two people come together and work as a team. Doesn't necessarily mean to be without problems, but together you can overcome and make each other strong. Absolutely. It's about working together. 
It's not going to be. I, I haven't heard a single married couple say that they haven't had problems. You know, but like you said, they can come together and they can overcome them and make each other strong. I agree. <laughs> Jesus Christ of Nazareth's daughter said, I'm not going to say much. Yeah, I probably got into some trouble tonight, but I don't know. Maybe I'll go back and watch the replay. D says, my husband and children would come first. And praise God, because it shows that you have a, a biblical understanding of God's expectation of what God expects as a wife. You know, and, and I don't see why it's such a, a horrible thing, but feminism has just made it seem like like if you tend to your family like you're just a sucker or you're a loser or something like that. Um, there have been some situations in the world where it's like, you know, maybe a woman did give her all and then the guy left or he cheated or something crazy like that. Um, but that goes back to us being in the kingdom, right? It's like, and it's, this is for men and women. We have to, we have to, okay, let me back it up. One of the main reasons why marriage doesn't work is because people don't have shared values in America. If you go to other countries that are a little more homogenous, like they tend to have the same racial groups and they tend to have like a, a, a monolithic religion or set of values, they have healthier families and marriages there. And even though they aren't even necessarily Christian values in some of these countries, the fact that they simply agree is enough for them to walk together because the Bible says two can't walk together unless they be agreed, right? Unless they agree with one another. So it's the agreement that allows them to, to, to function. And in America, because we are the land of the free, even though we had been established from Christian principles, we're no longer really like that much of a Christian nation because we're so free that we've let in all these varying ideas of religion, family, values, gender roles, um, <clears throat> expectations of a husband, expectations of a wife. All of these different things can vary. And so when you meet somebody, y'all really got to troubleshoot all of this different stuff to try figure to figure out, hey, are we even on the same page? How do you feel about this? How do you feel about that? How, what do you feel is the husband's role? What do you feel is the wife's role? Who should be managing the money? Who? How should we be disciplining our children? You gotta, you gotta sync up with somebody in order for y'all to figure out if you're compatible. Now, I got a coworker. I told y'all about him before. He's Indian, and. His wife was arranged for him. He, they sent him like a picture of three women and he just picked the one that he wanted and the one that he picked, they're still together today, married, got kids that are in college and everything. Right. And from what I can tell, they have a healthy functional marriage. Why is that? It's because even though they were arranged and they didn't even love, uh, they could not have loved each other noun wise because love is a verb as well 
But even though they didn't now love each other before they even got married, they had the same values. And so the advantage that we have as believers is that we actually have a culture, right? See, America doesn't really have a culture. What America has is hedonism. <laughs> America, the culture of America is freedom, which means that that everybody is almost free to have their own culture. So, you know, you got certain black people got their culture. Certain other people got a whole different culture. Right. Then you got um, Italians got their culture, all these varying cultures in the land of the free. But as kingdom men and women of God. Conceptually, we should all be functioning from the same values because we're all reading from the same book. The issue becomes. A, are we reading the book? And B, are we actually obeying the book? Because when the, the American culture makes its way into the church culture, uh, the, you know, the feminism, the, the LGB, the uh, even to maybe to a certain degree, the sexual liberation type stuff. When that starts, to, when that cancer starts to move into the church culture, that's where we have an issue. But if you're two kingdom people, we should have rejected the culture of this world and embraced the culture of kingdom culture. And that's what would allow the, the, a, a Christian marriage or a marriage of two believers. That's what would allow that marriage to actually be healthy. In other words, with all the chaos that we see going on around us, even what I'm talking about tonight, we got to just get past that, ignore that and say, what is God saying about it? What is God's will for my life? And who is out there that's willing to agree with me and agree with God? Right. Like, I got to agree with God. I got to find somebody else that agrees with God. If these two people agree with God, it's going to mitigate a whole lot of our issues. We don't need to have the conversations about about gender roles and about all, all this other crazy stuff. Scripture says that we should all speak the same thing. Does everyone that call themselves a Christian speak the same thing? No, <laughs> of course not. <laughs> but. Conceptually, we should all be speaking the same thing. Deidre says, I prefer traditional biblical marriage. It functions better. It functions better. You know, it's like, you know, just getting back to that strong, independent thing that Sister Irene was talking about. The funny thing about that is I be seeing a lot of strong independent people complaining about work <laughs> like they complain about nine to fives and, and all this different type of stuff because they bought into the entrepreneur entrepreneurship and all of that which ain't nothing wrong with that go get your bag you know what i mean but everybody is not going to be a multi-million dollar entrepreneur right so if you bought into that 
I got a bridge to sell you in Brooklyn, right? Is it possible? Yeah, it's probably it's possible, but it's going to take a lot of work. And it's improbable. Uh, let me see. Sad truth. Wisdom isn't being passed down like previous generations. Yeah. Well, you know, actions speak louder than words. And kind of getting back to the point I was making about what what we were seeing growing up. My parents, I mentioned they were they had me at 35. So they are a part of the boomer generation. That boomer generation was one of the most rebellious generations. And ever since then, they just spawned continuous rebellion. Um, they're the ones that were heavy on all those movements I mentioned. Um, feminism, the uh, the um, sexual revolution. Uh, you know, uh, they had the civil rights. I'm not saying that was bad, but that was another movement. So it was like a lot of overall rebellion built into them. And they're the ones that really made the divorce thing start popping off more. So, I mean, you look at my family. I mentioned my mom and my dad, but my mom is actually my dad's second wife. So he was married before. Then he married my mom afterward. Almost every male in my family has been remarried. So, okay, we'll just do syllables. Uncle T, he was married. Then he got a divorce and he got remarried. Unfortunately, both of his wives are deceased. They both died last year, unfortunately. Um, Uncle K is on his second wife. Uncle A, I'm not sure if he's married now or not, but I know he was married before. If he is married, he's on his second wife. Uncle V, I don't know if he ever got married or not, to be honest with you. So basically, all the dudes on my dad's side have been married and divorced at least once. On my mom's side, Uncle C, who's the only boy that's living, he's on his third wife, right? So it's like what a lot of our generation is doing now is they're kind of saying they're seeing something that didn't appear to work out. And they're saying, well, man, like, I don't know if it's conscious, but subconsciously, I think a lot of folks are just like, man, it ain't, it ain't really work out. Like I've seen more failures than I've seen successes. And that's why I feel like we need to see more examples of healthy marriages uh, because that's what will allow us to have a positive outlook. So I hope we see that. You know what I mean? I hope we see that godly marriages, successful marriages. I've seen them here or there. And when I do see them, they're beautiful. There's a couple YouTube channels like that. Um, the ones I know, they don't make as much comment uh, content these days. Maybe they might have moved to TikTok and all of that. But, um, but yeah, it's work. Marsha says, yep, I tell people I'm here for the people that want Jesus Christ. You don't want him step aside. Yeah. Addicted and deceived by the spirit of lust. People are just greedy and confused. That's another thing. Everybody wants everything. 
Everybody wants everything. Gives birth to sin. Yep, that's that scripture I was referencing. Oh, Jay makes a point. He says, poly life is on the rise, referring to polygamy or polygyny, however you say it. Like, polygamy is on the rise. There's some interesting phenomena that's going on these days, getting back to the idea of necessity. Um, because women don't need men as much these days, and because we have uh, removed every barrier of of uh, like women being pristine um, and having like a moral obligation to have decency. So, so we have slut shaming now, you know what I mean? So, so because we basically removed all of those barriers, it's kind of giving women the freedom of, uh, of choice. Right. Um, whereas say if you were a boomer or earlier than that, you kind of married a husband because you had to, you know what I mean? It was like, it was like, get you a good man. He might not be all that, but he'll provide for you and give you a family, right? That was just what they did. I know when uh, a couple women on my street that didn't even drive, right? Older women, they didn't even drive. Like the husbands did all the driving. Um, different things like that. So what's happening because the, the choice is available and there's no real obligation to even appear like you're, you know, like chased or anything like that, or like that you use discretion. A lot of women are making a choice to just choose the same type of dude. And I do see polygamy coming on the rise because a lot of people are doing polygamy anyway. It's just not under the the the, the marriage, right? Um, but we've got the phenomena of the side chick being a common occurrence. You even got the side dude now, right? And a lot of this stuff has always existed, but it's more prevalent now. So there are women who are perfectly content in being a side chick. And there are women that know that their husband or or or, or boyfriend or whoever is messing around, but it's kind of like hear no evil, see no evil. Just don't bring back no kids and don't bring me no drama. And you'd be surprised at the amount of women who are willing to share a man, share an ideal man, because they know that that ideal man is coveted as opposed to having an exclusive man who might not be everything that that ideal man is, right? Now, how new or old of a concept is this? I don't know. Solomon had a thousand wives, right? That meant it was probably a thousand dudes that ain't have no wife. <laughs> so, but what we're seeing is resurface today. And I definitely see that coming in the near future, the whole polygamy thing. That's going to be a whole different element of what a family is. Some people even say polygamy is biblical. Right. I'm not going to get too deep into that tonight. Happy spouse, happy house. Both should minister to each other within the marriage. I can get with that. I haven't heard that one as much, but that's a good one. 
Happy house, happy spouse, happy house. I like that. Marsha says, to be honest, I don't know how anybody can do relationships without having a relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, people are trying every day. I'm going to tell you that they are trying feverishly every day. Deidre says, I can't stand that term strong and independent. We are to be interdependent. I agree. We are to be interdependent. Marsha says, and I love grocery shopping. I totally miss going even through inflation is freaking people out. Man, I can't stand grocery shopping these days. It's just like, man, just the idea of it. I just let my refrigerator get bare nowadays. <laughs> I order out food more just because I don't feel like doing that. I don't feel like cooking as much. Everything just seems like a chore. Irene says, almost destroyed my marriage early on. Praise God for opening my eyes and restoring me to what is true and good. Praise the Lord. Marsha says, I don't like getting gas for the car. I don't like shoveling snow or leaves. Yeah. And so the thing about that, like I love cutting the grass. I can't say that I love shoveling the snow, but like, like <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm going to be honest. I'm about to get off here because I know it's getting a little late, but um, I'm just laughing because I can be lazy. I'll, I'll just let the sun shovel the snow if I know I ain't going nowhere for like the next four days. If we get a blizzard here in D.C., I'm going to let the sun hit that thing for about four days. I'm going to be in the house the whole time. I ain't going nowhere, so I ain't shoveling the snow. But uh, one or two times I was over my mom's house during the snowstorm. We had a, a blizzard come through, and I didn't have an issue shoveling the snow. I thought it was kind of fun. Um. The leaves, man, I go over the leaves with the lawnmower. I'm being, I, ain't, I ain't even going to lie to you. I let all the leaves pile up. They piling up right now. I got to find a picture. I know I'm not going to find it in time. And what I'm going to do, come November, December, probably November, once they fall off the tree, because it's a lot of leaves in my yard. Like, y'all have no idea how many leaves are can get in my yard. Um, it's crazy. Let me see how smart this uh let me see how smart this this AI is. Man, it's like my whole yard is gonna be covered with leaves. It's insane. I'm trying to find this one picture. Oh, here it is. No, that's not it. If I don't find it in the next 30, oh, got it. Man, yeah, they are pretty smart. <clears throat> All right. It might be a little difficult for y'all to see this, but this this is this is how many leaves can get in my front yard. Now I can rake that, but I'm going right over there with the lawnmower. I'm gonna let it mulch it up. I'm gonna bag it up. Ain't gonna be no issue. But I get your point, sister. It's like certain things, because we are different creatures, there's certain things that appeal to us and certain things that don't. I love taking out the trash. It feels good to take out the trash for some reason. I can't even explain it, but it's just, it's, it feels good deep down in my sanctified soul. Okay. So Tatiana was, okay. So I think I understand what Tatiana's comment was from earlier. She was saying that um, one of the things that led to her divorce was not modeling a Christian marriage. Yeah. And we definitely got to learn. We live and we learn, as my mother says. 
Yep. Yeah, we make mistakes, but we live and we learn. B says, I'm so heartbroken because my marriage ended after 25 years, even though I fought hard to stay. I became unequally yoked and my husband lived a double life. Lots of drama, but God. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, sister. You know what I mean? Um, you did your part. You know what I mean? It sounds like you did your part. I never know. You know, you never be knowing. I, I like my sister. I trust my sister. But you never be knowing. Anytime I hear anybody's story, I, I take everybody's story with a grain of salt. Like they be talking to me right in the face and I just be thinking, okay, well, what did they do? What did you do? That's why I be thinking. <laughs> like, well, what did you do? But but I appreciate I know that you did because you said you fought hard to stay. Sometimes it's just like that. But God, God knows everything. Susan says, I'm fortunate when older folks need to be wise and say nothing to stay on the bus. Yeah, it's crazy. Every now and then, I said something to somebody on the bus one time. And the adults around me afterwards, they was like, man, you better be careful. You can get shot saying stuff like that. And they were right. But I'm like, at that point, I was just kind of, I had some righteous anger. And that was years ago. It's gotten worse now, so I don't. I really don't know. Marsha says, I remember when my mom asked me and my husband, did we want to smoke some weed? Never have I ever wanted to do any type of drugs with my parents. I was so embarrassed. I always had to be the parent. Well, sister, yeah, sometimes those dynamics would be that way. I've heard of parents smoking weed with their uh, kids. And I mean, the thing about it is like, Okay, I don't think parents should be smoking weed with their kids. I don't think anybody should be smoking weed, first of all. But what I will say is, you know, as an adult, before my dad passed away, there were a couple times where we would go and get some crabs and we could share a beer like men. You know what I mean? Just I don't drink beer anymore, but I will admit in the world I enjoy me a good beer every now and then just because it's like as a man you just want to have a beer right <laughs> so we would eat some crabs and have a beer um and i guess if you're one of them people that just thinks weed is recreational then i could see the like why smoking weed could be likened to having a beer with your parent but it's like you're getting high. I don't know. It just it still seems weird to me to smoke weed with your parent. Marsha says, I really miss being married because it felt tired. My bad, sister. I gotta I gotta take my time with this. I really miss being married because it felt tied to purists. I think I don't know, it's a few typos, sister. So I apologize for not being able to understand that. Inclusion has been another poison. Yes. Inclusion has been a big issue. Um, everybody wants to be included in everything. It's, it's chaos. <laughs> Marcia says, well, God is definitely going to have to pick the next husband because my picker is trash. Um, man. There's a lot to go. See, I could do, I could go in, I could do the relationship advice type thing. 
because I have a lot to say about that topic. And if y'all want me to do that one day, I will. You know, how to pick a man or what is, you know, what to look for and stuff like that. But um, to be honest, man, we just got to have more godly men because I was talking about how guys say the juice is not worth the squeeze today with the marriage because the government is involved and you don't really gain anything. A godly man actually gains something from marriage. And what he gains, he gains a lot of stuff. He gains everything that comes with the marriage, the companionship and all of that. But what he actually gains is sex. Because conceptually, if you're a godly man or woman and you're not married, you're not supposed to have a sex life because that's fornication. So men of God have a huge incentive to get married um, if they desire sex and also children. If you're a guy in the world, and you just want to have sex or have kids, you can just you can just shoot the club up, and, you know what I mean, and just have kids by somebody, and and everybody look at that normal. It's really no big deal. So, really, we just need more men of God, you know, because because the um there there will be a requirement for that man to live under the rules of God and not the rules of society. Society has its own set of rules that ain't got nothing to do with God. Um, but if that man is under God, there's certain things that he, he really sees the value in marriage a lot more, you know what I mean? Than the guy that's just out in the world. Cause God in the world can have a, a, a pseudo marriage, like a faux marriage without actually having one. A guy, a Christian guy is not supposed to be able to do that. I think I might have missed the beginning of of uh, Ashkenazi's comment. Marsha says, I'm looking forward to my God-ordained kingdom man of God because I have never had one. I think the boomers were also called the me generation. That's interesting. Or they gave birth to the me generation. I'm Gen X, latchkey kid, and surrogate parent. Yeah, I'm... I'm, I think I'm technically millennial, but I'm like right on the cusp of Gen X and millennial. So because I had boomer parents, I have a little bit more of a of like boomer slash Gen X programming because my parents were older. So it's just stuff that younger parents care about that, that my parents at 35 just didn't care about, especially back then, <laughs> like fashion and all of that. Like my parents weren't the latest music i didn't really start listening to rap till middle school my parents weren't li they listen to that they was listening to 102.3 <laughs> oldies with goodies 30 and over club card um oh gosh we got a bot in here uh yeah i'll do that later so it don't oh this bot going off okay well i don't know i don't know sister marcia here i think she's a moderator I think he, it's probably gone by now, though. But in the future, Marsha, if you see a bot, you can actually block that person uh, by clicking on their name and then blocking them. Um, I had a bot in a long time. I must be preaching okay. Uh, man, a lot going on. Marsha says, shacking, uh, excuse me, Yvette says, shacking up was easily done without stigma. We shot ourselves in the foot with freedoms. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, like the whole uh, 
like I just explained how the men of God, one of the incentives they have to get married is sex. Um, culturally, that was an incentive before everything just went haywire. Like before that sexual revolution. Now, of course, people were fornicating back then. You know, it's nothing new under the sun. But it was just kind of like this understood thing that you had like, I mean, even in the Bible, you had harlots and then you had wives. The Bible says he who finds a wife finds a good thing. And 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 women would kind of carry this, uh, I don't know if I want to call it an illusion or if that's how they really were, who knows. But they kind of had this um, persona that... If you want, if you if you like it, put a ring on it. If you want it, put a ring on it and you'll get it after the ring or or we at least got to have some sort of commitment. Or if you even did it before, it was like you at least got to make it right and we're going to get married and we're going, you know, have a family. Now, it ain't none of that. So it's kind of like. One of the strongest powers that women had, if not the strongest, which was which is sex appeal has been devalued so much because guys can get that without the ring. So it's like, once again, if I'm getting something on Thursday and now you want to have a, a ceremony that's $10,000 and a ring that's $10,000. And, and on Saturday you want to just have this grandiose ceremony and you want to give me the potential of losing half my assets <laughs> and my quote unquote freedom as they would call it in the world. Then it's like, okay, where, what am I gaining from this exactly? It's, it's, they don't, it's like, it's not an appealing deal when you have a carnal mindset. So, yeah. So I say that to say when women started getting extra frivolous with the sex, that was like shooting yourselves in the foot, you know, cause, cause guys don't really, value it as much i don't know if that's dandy for a gray hair but anyway you stop scratching it's getting embarrassing um yeah leaf blower. i got a leaf blower yeah i use that occasionally but i'm telling you that lawnmower is the hack that's <laughs> the hack uh glee says i never thought of he gains sex too i guess referring to what a christian man gain. yeah if that's what a christian man wants the bible says it's better to marry than to burn i'm not fully sure all of what that scripture means but most people interpret that to mean you know if you're going to just sit there and suffer uh, don't suffer make something happen um yeah so listen we are well over the mark um God created Adam. Then he created Eve from the side of Adam. He said that he need, he could use it. He need, as he said, it's not good for man to be alone. I will make for him and help me. In his basic form, um, a man who's, uh, you know, interested in a woman or considering a woman of marriage it really just simple, simply boils down to, can this woman help me? 
and which boils down to is this woman an asset or a liability right that's really all it is okay is this person an asset or a liability um so what i think has happened is the enemy has convinced men and women that the other one are liabilities right it's like it's like can't live with them can't live without them is what they used to say and because of that it's eroded the communities you know what i mean we talked about the education uh, a couple weeks ago that's all all of this stems from the family every other discussion in this series is going to stem from this family dynamic so it's eroded the communities um it's affected society you know because we got a lot of people growing up that are angry cuz they don't have fathers in the homes and they're they're violent because of that because of the anger and the and the lack of guidance um and it's caused chaos so we have to get back to order and it's just going to have to be one of the things as for me in my house as for me in my house we're going to serve the Lord. So listen, family, I'm on here. Been talking and all that. I'm about to get ready to hop off. Thank y'all for hanging out with me a little bit tonight. Hopefully I didn't get into too much trouble. If I did, that's okay. Just call me out on it. What I like about this channel, sometimes we could disagree. You know what I mean? And it's all love for the most part. <laughs> but God is good. I thank y'all for hanging out with me. That's all I have in this solid talk. You all take care and be blessed. Culture can't keep me in check And from beginning gotta tell us what's next True believers they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest And show each other respect I keep it solid I'm dropping knowledge Wisdom understanding just like you done went to college Devil know we working His goal is to try to stop it Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it Controversial topics Just to keep it honest Truth hit hard just like it's a blunt object Culture living Godless, I can't even call it. We in the last days, Babylon is falling. Don't kill the messenger, I can't mess with ya. Points got a plethora, this life will keep on testing ya. Let's walk and get the best of ya. I'm trying to tell you, bruh, only around the shell we say we're trying to get the rest Speaking of ya. Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check. In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. Spiritual wickedness in high places Trying to cause division with the people and the races Jesus gave commission, say go out to all the nations So we streaming live on television and the stations No, we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces The cross was Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, we trading places The lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces So we preach it to a generation that is faithless Understand his greatness, ancient of the ages Written on my heart, the red letters of the pages the blood of jesus covers all my sin and it erases i pleaded and believe it so it covers all my bases Speaking out loud in depth cancel culture can't keep me in check in from beginning gotta tell us what's next true believers they can come and connect call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect try and keep my sanity amongst calamity social media nothing more than narcissistic vanity pc culture on a mission and they try to cancel me but i know jesus going to 
doesn't keep me covered like a canopy Blood give me amnesty, no I can't handle me Not where I wanna be, but best believe I plan to be Flesh wrestle against the spirit, main event and slambery So I need him every day, this daily, weekly, annually Iron sharp as iron, so I'm strengthened by my brethren We may not meet down here, but guarantee the link in heaven The born again and righteous are the ones he's gonna let in Let's keep the faith and be amongst the saints when they step in